You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help people of faith find more joy in their relationships. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46, where just as we did last week, again today we are going to reflect on our relationship with Christmas this month. I have a few resources that will help us with this that I'll share with you later, so please stick around for that. I don't know about you, but as much as I enjoy all the festivities of Christmas, there's something inside of me that longs for things to slow down so I can reflect on the real meaning of Christmas. There are so many things that create the illusion of meaning that while they contribute to the aura and ambiance of Christmas, really have nothing to do with what Christmas is supposed to be about. The music, watching favorite Christmas movies like It's a Wonderful Life, family get-togethers, the food, the decorations, and did I mention It's a Wonderful Life? I enjoy all of this, a lot. But at times I find it all a bit hollow. I find myself wanting more. And I'm pretty sure many of you feel the same way. Where is the joy to the world that we sing about each December? If you're a person of faith, You know the answer to this question already. For the joy to the world we sing about is because the Lord has come. The real joy is found in Jesus coming to our world. And in doing so, in this most spectacular event of all of human history, he came to ordinary people in an ordinary place. There's joy in knowing Jesus came to the ordinary because we are all ordinary. There's nothing exceptional about us that isn't there because God placed it there. Our intelligence, our creativity, talents, gifts, they are all there because of Jesus. The more we embrace our ordinariness, the greater joy we will experience because it gives God more room, a larger playing field, to make something wonderful out of us, which in turn brings glory to him. One simple thing we can do this Christmas to embrace our ordinariness is to read. What could be more ordinary and simple than that? To read about who we are, who Jesus is, and how we relate to each other. We need to be reminded of this often. Now, I'm not talking about reading a 900-page Russian novel. I'm thinking something short and to the point. Something um, just a bit longer than you'd find on the back of a cereal box. Uh, Here's an example. Four or five years ago, I stumbled upon a delightful little devotional book by Mel Lorenz called Christmas Joy. Uh, In his book, there's a brief chapter for each day in December leading up to and including Christmas. Each of the chapters focus on just one word or concept related to Christmas. It's really good stuff for calming our hearts in the midst of all the frenetic holiday activities. Today, for example, December 11th, the day this episode is released, chapter 11 of Christmas Joy is entitled Bethlehem. I'll read it to you. 
it, it's really quite short. It's only six paragraphs. Bethlehem was like any other town in the hills of Judea, and yet it was the birthplace of the greatest king of Israel, David, and 1,000 years later, the Messiah. How does such an honor come to the ordinary? Were the people of this town particularly worthy? Was there some great strategic advantage to where it lay? Were the people of Bethlehem politically savvy, having a long history of producing great leaders? Not at all. The little town of Bethlehem was in the shadow of Great Jerusalem, just six miles to the north. Even the meaning of Bethlehem, quote, house of bread, unquote, is unremarkable. But hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Micah predicted the destiny of an unremarkable small place. And here's a quote from Micah 5.2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. The townspeople of Bethlehem were surely proud to be the town of David and the home of King David's famous great-grandmother, Ruth. Proud also to be the location of the tomb of Rachel, Jacob's beloved wife. Yet they must have wondered what Micah's prophecy really meant. When would another prophet like Samuel come to town and anoint a new king, just as he had done with the boy David? But it didn't happen that way. On an ordinary day, while men plied their trades and women baked bread and children played in the streets, a traveling couple from Nazareth arrived looking for a room. They received no special treatment. No one offered them a room. Ordinary people were having an ordinary response to an ordinary-looking couple. Honor comes to the ordinary because of God's choice. Whether it is God's choice to use a town or a nation or even a single man or woman, boy or girl. So if this is shaping up to be an ordinary day for you, be prepared. That's the stage on which the acts of God are played. Now, that didn't take long at all, did it? I go through this book, Christmas Joy, every December. You can get it on Amazon and retail bookstores, I'm sure. I'll have a link to Amazon in the show notes. Well, here's what I'm learning today about finding joy in the ordinary. It's important that during the Christmas season, we look for joy, not in the glitter and activities that come around once a year, but that we look for joy in the ordinary, in the simple, that's hiding in plain sight right in front of us all year round. To do this, we need to create some quiet space during the holiday season in order to think, reflect, and anticipate. We may even have to be ruthless in doing so. No could be your word of the month. You and I could both come up with a list of all the things that distract us from the real meaning of Christmas. So you don't need me for that. The point of saying no to these things that don't matter is so that we can say yes to the things that do. And you don't need me to remind you of that either. 
What we both need is room for Jesus to speak into our hearts and minds with his gentleness, to show us the quiet path to the joy found only in him. And the only way we can accomplish this is through the power of Jesus. We need him to do this for us. We can't do it on our own. Here's one thing, the main thing, to remember from today's episode, our show in a sentence. Embrace our ordinariness, for out of it can come something quite wonderful that gives glory to God in the highest. Well, here's what we can do in response to today's show. Besides reading the rest of Christmas Joy by Mel Lorenz and doing it slowly and meditatively, there's a similar book you could read and that I'm reading for the first time right now. It's Kay Brenner's book, Comfort Ye My People. It, too, has 25 very short chapters, none larger than two pages. Each one is to be read each day leading up to Christmas on December 25th. But unlike Christmas Joy, where the Christmas story in the Gospel of Luke provides the text, Brunner's book uses key phrases and passages of Scripture cited in Handel's Messiah. I find her commentary on these passages comforting. On day five, for example, she writes, I think we need to understand that when we find ourselves broken and in trouble, that's pretty much normal. What we need is someone to save us and heal us. And we are promised exactly that, Messiah. But if reading isn't your thing this Christmas, and I know that's true for some people, how about taking a few moments to listen? It's such a simple and ordinary thing to do, to listen to the thoughts of others as they ponder the great truths of Christmas. I have two suggestions along those lines. The first is to listen to a new podcast that came out earlier this month. It's called Advent with Jill Briscoe, and it's sponsored by tellingthetruth.org. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts by searching on the title Advent with Jill Briscoe. It's only 25 days long. The episodes are very short, and it's easy to catch up with all of them before Christmas. I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Listening to even just a few of them will help put the Christmas season into its proper perspective. And the second listening option is something I paid $10 for two years ago that I use every Christmas since. It's from author and podcaster Emily P. Freeman, and it's a series of 14 brief audio devotionals she calls The Quiet Collection. You can check it out at emilypfreeman.com forward slash Christmas. I'll have a link to that later as well. I checked the other day and it's still only $10. And for that, you get an email each of the 14 days before Christmas with a brief audio reflection on all things having to do with quiet and Christmas. It's not too late to sign up now. And you can listen in again next year, as I'm doing for the third year in a row now. I've also been listening to her weekly podcast, uh, The Next Right Thing, since it first came out a year or so ago. And like all podcasts, this one is free. You might want to check that out, too, as long as you're at it. And you can find it at emilypfreeman.com 
forward slash podcast. I love listening to her soft and soothing voice. Her content is very engaging, and it takes me to a deeper place where I can reflect upon the important matters of Christmas, even in the midst of all the things that don't matter. As always, another thing you can do is to let me and your fellow listeners know what resonated with you about today's episode. You can share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes, or you can send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. In closing, I want you to know I intended for this to be the last episode of Season 2, with Season 3 to start up again next month in January. But I've got one more Christmas episode I want to share with you next week, and then I'll let you know what I'll be doing for you before Season 3 starts. More about that next week. Now to close with our Relationship Code of the Week. If today is shaping up to be an ordinary day for you, be prepared. That's the stage on which the acts of God are played. Mel Lorenz in his book, Christmas Joy. That's all for today, folks. See you next week. Goodbye for now.